Welcome to the Grub Club Podcast. That'd be G-H-R-U-B.com. Hey, Bob the Beer Guy. Hey, Randy the Wino. Guess what we're doing now? Oh, one of your favorite topics. Actually, you picked this one tonight. I did. I did because I had a, a case of it in my uh, in my closet. That has For been how long? A while. Wait, wait, you're saying you just came out of the closet? What? <laughs> Randy doesn't drink too much beer, but the beer he likes, at least he, he chooses good beer. So we're going to uh, talk about the new Belgian brewing company tonight, and specifically the Fat Tire brand. Right, why don't we uh, go around the table and introduce everybody? Okay, go ahead. So we have uh, the audio technical specialist, Brendan the Bearded Boardman. This is my absolute favorite beer of all time. And I've got six bottle, seven bottles on the table looking at me. Very excited tonight. So if, if uh, the editing of this video or, uh, podcast is a, a little off, uh, it's because Brendan has had... It, actually, he filled his glass all the way up, <laughs> where everybody else has like half of it because we're doing other podcasts and stuff. So, All right, and we have just John. Hey everybody, it's Just John here, and I love some beer and excited about this fat tire. Awesome. Welcome aboard, John. And we have Matt the Mailman. Hey Matt, how are you? Hey, doing great. How's everybody? Great. Hey, the new Belgian Brewing Company is a regionally brewery located in Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on, say that again. <laughs> Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. It opened in 1991 after Jeff Labesh. Uh, the brewer's founder took his home brewing passion commercial. In 2006, it produced approximately 436,000 barrels of its various labels. So, uh, we actually a pretty small number. It is. Well, it's yeah. a micro brew. Yeah, micro. a small number. I mean, shocking how small it is. Right. I, I can't imagine what uh, Anheuser-Busch does for crappy beer. Yeah, hundreds uh, of millions of barrels. Yeah, of, yeah. of course. So. Um, let's talk about the fat tire a little bit, though, because that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah, fat yep. tire. Fat tire recipe originates from a co-founder's bicycle trip through Belgium from brewery to brewery. Nice. That sounds like fun. That's not drinking and driving. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not riding a bicycle all the way through Belgium. That'd be I might awesome. Ride, I might ride my Harley all the way through. John, Tiff, you want to go? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm not riding a bicycle all the way. You know, I guess you lose more weight than you do gain when you're drinking beer all that time. Um, but the company promotes its fat tire ale locally by the public placement of colorful vintage bicycles outside its brewery, which is located adjacent to the public biking path along the Cache La Poudre River. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know. You're not a big beer guy. But this is a really, really good beer. Yeah, beer history. Beer history. <laughs> uh, which which actually has about as long a heritage as wine history, which we're not sure if we actually had beer first or wine first. And um, the bottom line is we don't know which started first, beer or wine. And But historians have said that it's either a barley wine, which makes a beer, or a juice that um, was people uh, dropped on bread overnight. And the next day they ate the bread and got high off of it, so they tried to figure it out. So I was not sure if they had a you know, flat beer or a wine to start with. So that's how it all started. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. I was going to be contentious again and, you know, claim that we were, I knew that this conversation was going to happen sooner or later. Really? But after Brendan's chat with me out in the rain, you know. Really? When you're smoking? Because I don't know of any beer that has tar in it. So, hey, uh, one thing about the, the uh, new Belgian Brewing Company 
is that uh, they actually changed their label a little bit a little bit ago because the fat tire label was actually known like the brand and uh, everybody knew fat tire but they didn't know it was the new belgian brewing company that actually made the beer so they changed the uh, they changed the label and now new belgian brewing company is is more prominent on it uh, and it still has the bicycle with a with a fat tire on it so uh, pretty pretty good beer i i mean yeah and cool labels one of the things about different between wine and beer i think and although wine has some neat labels the beer guys really go through labeling much better especially the micro brews um, and uh, so you can actually see some really colorful artwork on beer labels yeah about branding right i mean <laughs> they're branding absolutely. their beer right absolutely wine's so. about flavor beer's about labels well like like brendan i'm excited about fat tire too and i actually my my first introduction was uh i don't know i'll, I'll publicly admit it i have to thank bill gates uh, for introducing me to, to fat tire i was actually uh at the Microsoft Executive Briefing Center, and um, this is what they served on campus. You know, it was it was great. You know, can't imagine them serving any kind of uh, beverage like this at, at our office. But uh, anyways, what uh, year was that? That was probably mm, probably early two thousands. So. so early two thousands, and Matt's probably drank a little bit more, so he can't even remember when it was. <laughs> <laughs> Killed a couple more of those brain cells That's between right. now and then, huh? That's right. All right. So the distribution of fat tires is very limited. I mean, I think, what does it say, like 11 states, 15 states, something like that? 19 different states 19 in different 2008. States. But that's a lot better because the laws have changed over time, and usually any beers that used to be produced, I mean, if you remember back in the 70s, cores couldn't even come east of the Mississippi. Right. So uh, the laws have changed significantly for microbrewing. And uh, now we're starting to see some good microbrews uh, across the Mississippi that, because a lot of the microbrews are, are done out west because yeah. the laws were much more liberal back in the late 60s and early 70s when they first started um, producing microbrews. Yeah, I actually picked this topic. I, I thought it would be interesting to do a beer. We'd never done one before. This is the beer that I drink. I mean, I don't, and I don't drink a lot of beer, right? But this is my beer on the back porch. Not the deck in the summer with a nice crisp glass of wine. So we're not gay this week. You know, it's good we have people to join us. <laughs> it know? is. Okay. Yeah, when we were by ourselves, we never had, you know, shitty snide-ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> Except from each other. <laughs> All right, so this is where I have to chime in real quick because like Matt, who was in Seattle tasting this beer for the first time. I had it in California, I would say, early 2000s. Uh, first time I had it, I was traveling to California regularly, probably two, three times a year, and that was the only time I got to have this beer, and it was probably the highlight of my trip was going to the local watering hole and ordering a fat tire because at that point, you could not get this beer, you know, east of the Mississippi. Lo and behold, two years ago, I'm in North Carolina, I saddle up to the bar at an Applebee's in some no-name place in North Carolina, and I see the bicycle, okay? New Belgium didn't like that, that I recognize Fat Tire probably is the bicycle, which is why they've rebranded. I, I, and it was happy hour, so of course I get two, not just one, I get two <laughs> tall 22-ouncers because I was so excited. And then I found out, talking to the uh, 
the local barkeep that, yeah, they actually sell Fat Tire now in North Carolina. And I was, you know, being only one state away, every time I go there, vacation, swim meets, whatever for my kids, I literally, I'll go to the, you know, the grocery store and I'll load my car up because, like Randy, this is the one beer that I enjoy. It's still not available in Virginia, and I appreciate you bringing it tonight. Well, actually, when you were in California, I thought there was something else that was a big highlight. What was, what was that steak place? Uh, Matt, actually, you are correct. So I'd go get my fat tire, and then I'd head over to the local Claim Jumper, which is, again, is a California-only. Uh, actually, they've started making frozen meals. It's that popular, but it's, uh, it's basically why Americans are gluttonous. I'll say that right now. <laughs> the, uh, the food portions are ridiculous. But again, they did serve fat tires, so well, it has to, can't be happening. Well, let me talk about the branding quick again. You know, we said they changed their label. Uh, because the Fat Tire was the only beer that was recognized by by New Belgium across, you know, wherever they sold it. Uh, and they have many other beers. So what they did was they actually took the felt Fat Tire label with the bicycle and put it in a different uh, light, and they put New Belgium around it, and they put it on all their beers. And then Fat Tire is just one of their beers. So that um, uh, as Fat Tire is highly recognizable, uh, some people with different tastes, uh, such as a wheat beer that they do, um, they will see the fat tire and people will go, oh, fat tire, but yet they have different different types now so that the whole company is recognized in the brand versus just the one fat tire um, beer. Hey, interesting fact about this beer. You know, it's 5.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's got 18.5 international bittering units, which are the way to measure hop in a beer. Only 12 ounces. It's uh, Willamette Goldings and uh, and Target hops. You know, it's also mostly pale malt, which is uh, which is surprising. Munich and Victory. So, what'd you say were the uh, malts that were in it? Pale malt. Pale, Munich, Victory, and. So the Munich and Victory are, are a little darker, and even though the main ingredient is probably pale, right? I mean, uh, I mean, when you do a batch, it's probably mostly pale. Yeah, it's an amber ale. So you throw, yeah, but it's got great color. It's uh, although it's not a dark amber, uh, it's a medium bodied amber and the golden color probably comes from the uh you know the victory victory and uh victory munich and uh c80 which i've never heard of before i just don't know i suspect it's an 80 80 degree level bond right well i imagine it, uh, oh that's probably the caramel 80 caramel 80 it's yep, absolutely you're right. the caramel 80 good thanks and uh that's the the caramel the munich and the victory are certainly what's give it its color and a little bit of the the, the amber flavor along with the pale so right so now that brendan the boards man you know has drank all seven bottles on the table why well he's we on his that? he's on his second already right why, is, we should look at the color maybe and we should look at the color um now actually when you pour it you get a very good head and of course um you know beer drinkers he, are the, said, head. Yeah, he said head <laughs> all right get your head mind he out said very governor. good head <laughs> <laughs> And so what's what's interesting, and you beer drinkers really, really need to take a lesson from Germany, which is you should not refrigerate your beer to such a point that it's so cold that you can't taste it. You need to drink your beer at about 50, 55 degrees, maybe a little, depending on the beer, maybe a darker beer gets a little warmer, 60, uh, 65 degrees. But uh, just like wine, it should be slightly chilled so that you can taste all the flavors of the beer. Once you get it cold, you won't be able to taste the flavors of the beer. 
Right. Just like why, wine. This is why Coors Light is uh, kept at uh, 40 degrees. Uh, absolutely. And Budweiser yeah. and Bud Light and all yeah. those. Sorry, I was picking on Coors. Well, we can pick on all of the American-made major breweries yeah. because if you take, they all want them, you know, cold. Everything right. cold. Got to have a cold thing. And that's because they know that if they drink their beer at room temperature or in the 50s and 60 degrees, it tastes like crap. Right. Yeah, because it is Excuse crap. Me. I get a little belchy when I drink that. <laughs> Want me to go off about something other than Chinese wine? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Go you on know? and Bud Light. Let's hear you about Bud Light. <laughs> so they've ruined the entire market. They've ruined the palate, right? They've just they've just slaughtered the beer industry. Yeah. So let me just say that this is not trailer park beer. No. And not cheap. Right? I mean, we're talking fifteen, twenty dollars a case, I think I paid. Really, for a microbrew, that's pretty cheap, actually. Yeah, frankly, I mean, you you look at some of the uh, microbrews around here in Virginia, and you're going to pay twenty six, thirty dollars a case. You're yeah, going to pay seven ninety nine, eight bucks a six pack. Yeah, it's not nine ninety nine for a right. twenty four pack of cans, right? Like Bud Light, right, or Coors Light, right, or Miller, right, or whatever. And, and has your bushes or moved. Milwaukee's best light. <laughs> I, you know, back in the eighties when I first joined the army, I paid two dollars for a case of Schlitz. Yeah. So and you paid too much, right? <laughs> and I paid too much. That's right. I mean, it's right. just PBR, right? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. So I mean, it's got great color. It's got great head. Yes, I said head. <laughs> you know, it's that golden color that you want out of an amber ale. I mean, so I just a- have to tell a joke here. Okay. Because my son's in college. Tim, he's in college at James Madison University over in Harrisburg, Virginia. And he, uh, he outlined that uh, the kids in college were, were doing, uh, making a new drink. And uh, it had Smirnoff vodka and Pabst Blue Ribbon. Guess what they called it? A Pap Schmear. A Pap Schmear. Isn't that disgusting? <laughs> but they had to have it cold again because it tasted like crap anyway. <laughs> so. All right. So this has good head. I mean, it does. It really does. And it's got um, great, great color. It's got a good golden amber color. Yeah, um, it sticks to the side of the glass still, and gives you a little, uh, little bubblies, little fizzies on the side when you swirl it around. Pretty. It does. So what's the what's it smell like? Come on now. Sorry. I know, and you know what's worse? What's worse is here's how bad Randy cares about this podcast. Even though he picked it, he's actually drinking beer out of a plastic cup. He, no different than a Budweiser guy. And just John, I'm disappointed in you. Matt, the mailman. My beer's gone. Oh, my. Yeah, because he drank it out of a plastic cup. (laughs) Uh, I'm just disappointed. You need to drink beer out of glass. It smells like heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should have done this podcast with Brendan. Oh, my (laughs) gosh, dude. How can you not? This beer is just... And you don't uh, have to. It's the look on your face. We should be doing a video podcast now about how much you care. You're knocking shit over. <laughs> you're eating cheese. You're drinking it's out the, of a it's plastic cup. It's the C80. Cup. Randy, it's the C80, man. I'm telling you. It's, it's all about the C80. Hidden ingredients yeah. in uh, fat tires. So when you, when you taste it, what do you taste? Can you taste the caramel in it? Well, you want me to talk about fucking smell or you want me to taste it? Right? Well, you got to decide. Okay. <laughs> all right. Try to, try to smell plast- past the plastic. And smell the beer. All right, he's pouring it into a glass cup. Now it's already got plastic flavor in it. And Riesling. <laughs> and Riesling. I don't know. I smell hops. So you smell you hops. Talk about, I mean, you smell hops. You got the Willamette. What kind of hops was it? Uh, Willamette, Willamette, Goldings. And, and Goldings, right? Vic, no. Uh, Willamette and Goldings. Target. Target. And, and Target. 
Yeah, Target, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> all good hops, right? I mean, they're all very uh, medium-based hops that give you a good amber ale. They're not hot. They're not too hoppy that gives you a pale ale flavor. They're not, right? I love you, man. What? Well, yeah, it tastes good. <laughs> oh. It's beer. It tastes good, it's right? See? Good. But you gotta <laughs> love it. I mean, beer. No, good I do. Food. I I like this beer. I think it's a great example right? of an amber ale. I think it fits the you know fits the mold for what an amber ale should be. What it was smells it? good? It smells like beer. Oh, Randy, Randy. <laughs> I know. Do you I'm remember sorry. Ben Franklin's quote that we used to have on our website? Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy as long as. As long as we're drinking Fat Tire. And Brendan, a Fat Tire fam- favorite. Right? right? Do you Beer get is proof. Smell? I mean, do you get, like, what do you smell? Like, you get golden nuggets? You get, I mean, what do you get off the smell? What do you get? Randy said golden nuggets. <laughs> All right, so, Randy, I think it's just like a good wine, right? I mean, it takes you back to the first time you ever smelled it, right? I mean, if it's something that hits you... I smell that beer, and it takes me back to the good times I had when I was traveling out to California sure. all the time. What does I it first smell had like, this though? beer. What does it smell like? What, what, is the, what is the scent that you get from, from I the I get beer? the caramel a lot. I mean, it comes Huge. right out. Huge. It, it just it really hits you, and uh, it's delicious. So, so let me really, really put it into your perspective. Okay, thank you. Because there's one thing that I really know you like. And when we have brewed in the past, you have loved it. And what was that reason? Because it made the smell of homemade bread. Yeah. And that's what beer is. It's homemade bread in a bottle. No, and I, I like that description. I mean, that's the that's what I always liked, right? It's just like, you know, when you're loudering and you're getting that first runnings and you take it, you know, and you put it under your louder tongue and you take the drink, right? Like it's sweet, it's, you know, caramely, it's good flavor. I remember a year or so ago, you you actually just took a, a handful of the, the, the grain and yeah. ate it because yeah, you're like, it's stuff. bread, right? Yeah, it and is. You just bread. love it. It's, it's good stuff. So, all I can tell you is that you need to learn how to appreciate the beer in accordance with bread. Now, if we had some bread with butter, some really good bread with butter tonight, along with the beer, I think you'd really, really enjoy it. So, so I enjoy the hot. beer. I mean, I mean, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I know you are. I, you I drank it all. Beer. I mean, you're empty. I drank it all. I like it. I <laughs> a think whole it's bottle. A great beer, right? And, and Brendan was not very happy that Randy drank a whole bottle of Fat Tire and doesn't like beer. So. But for some reason, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, for me, it just doesn't compare between you know wine and beer. Beers, and I, I, I don't know. And I don't want to be insulting. So I, know, I, I mean, people make fun of me for my passion about wine. So right? I've known you since the mid '90s. Yeah. And I think I know the reason why. Okay, go ahead. Because I don't think you want to sit down with a beer and eat a good meal. Where you want to sit down with a wine and drink and have a good meal. Right. And I think there's two different things. So, right. beer is for, you know, a couple. You know, a couple. I, and you know, you can pair beer with food. You can. Uh, and and it tastes good. But yeah, beer. Not the same. But beer is on its own. Right. Beer, you know, you want something salty, you know, good pretzel, right? A New York pretzel off the street with a beer with this fat tire would be awesome. Right. I mean, just awesome. But I don't want to sit down and eat a big meal, a steak and stuff with a beer. Now, myself, a lot of people do, but I don't. So let's uh, let's go around the table. We know Brendan just is in love with fat tire. We can hear him. But uh, let's go with uh, Matt, the mailman. What's up, Matt? How do you like Fat Tire? Oh, I like Fat Tire. And again, it's that it's that amber taste. Brendan was talking about the hearkening back to the first time you tasted something, and it sticks with you. And it, it definitely this definitely sticks with me. That taste, it's and uh, instantly comes right back. You know, uh, 
what do they say? You know, you know, if you fall off the bike, you got to get right back on. So really, is know. that a pun? No pun intended. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> or pun intended, either yeah, one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just John. Just John here. John. I love the color. It's uh, in his white plastic cup. <laughs> yes, it was me being lazy and not getting up to get a but, beer mug. But I'm sure that's a food-grade plastic, so it's just okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when I smell it, I definitely get the hints, uh, not the hints, a uh, strong um, smell of caramel. And love that smell. And then when you taste it, it, uh, it goes down so smoothly. He said goes down. <laughs> so as we said earlier this is our first beer that we're really evaluating on our podcast not just our first beer our first beer ever our first beer ever okay and our first beer ever that we're actually going to rate on the grub cubs grub club scale zero through five right yep. are you slurring um could be so since it is the grapes hops Raw, unedited banter, right. and these are hubs rating yeah. scale. Um, we have to talk about this whether it's going to be, you know, a zero through five. Is it orgasmic? Something you want to buy when friends are coming over or when you want to go over to somebody else's house, a daily drinker, or is it below that? So, and, and I've heard a lot of comments this evening yeah. already about how great this beer is. So, I don't think I'm going to see anything lower than a three or daily drinker, but I'd like to start off with. Brendan, our board man, because I want to see where he rates it first since he's been uh, so adamant that this right. is one of the best beers he's had. Brendan. All right, I know most people are thinking I'm going to give it a five, but I'm not. I'm going to give it a four. It is one of the best beers I've ever had, but i got to leave five out there. Five is out there somewhere, orgasmic. I didn't have an orgasm drinking this beer, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I'm sure your wife didn't either. <laughs> She's still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so how about Matt? Um, I'll, I'll give it a four also, only because um, um, ha I'm happy to share this with, with friends that come to visit. And, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to say it'd be a daily drinker uh, uh, plus the four. But, um, again, Manhattan. Got to do the Manhattan as, as, as good as this oh is. Because what did Bob say beer does to you? It makes you fat. Whiskey doesn't make me fat. Fat, <laughs> fat tire. That's what's around my belly. Just John. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna steer away from what uh, the others have said. I'm gonna go with the three daily drinker for me. Uh, my main reason for that though is it's 18.5 IBUs, and I love IBUs. So if it was more uh, around the 40 to 65 range for IBUs. I'd probably be loving it in the four to five range, but uh, I should have had this podcast with John. <laughs> right, but I've enjoyed it. It's uh, it's actually my first experience with a fat tire, so it's new to me. Uh, still, I don't think it is, but <laughs> for a fat tire beer, maybe. Hey now, <laughs> so enjoyed it, but uh, a three daily drinker for me. Great, John, and Randy the Wino. I'm a four. I, I agree with Brendan. I agree with Matt. Um, you know, five is something, you know, I'm not sure you ever hit five, right? It's a goal to achieve, right? I'm just not sure it's there, right? And, and I, think I there's wines that are there. Holy crap. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about beers. I mean, I, I've had, I mean, I've sat down and drank Opus One and never hit five. But I can say that four is kind of the highest on my scale of, of kind of stuff that I like and enjoy. 
And this is one of those things that I'd love to share with friends. I mean, it's a good, all-around, good quality beer, and it's solid. I mean, Fat Tire is solid. And that's why it's grown so much around the United States, and that's why it's now, you know, as a small microbrew pub in Fort Collins, Colorado, you know, an hour and a half north of Denver, uh, no distribution centers. It's now in 18 different states across the United right. States with all the different alcohol uh, rules and regulations, laws, excuse me, about uh, throughout the United States. Right. It's grown to 18 different states. And we're sitting in Charlottesville, Virginia, right. drinking fat tire that's not available in Virginia. This is a good beer. I go out of my way to go to North Carolina to get this beer. Right? I go out of my way to ask people who are going to North Carolina to buy me this beer. That tells me something about you know, what they can do in Fort Carson or Fort, Fort Collins, Colorado. Right? And, and we can hear about it here in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I can make sure I have it in my closet. Right. Well, I don't drive all the way to North Carolina. I just go up to D.C. where they have it. Uh, so, but, and I've had it up, had it up there. And um, but I I'm gonna tend to agree with John that I think it's a daily drinker. It's a three, um, I and and that's because I really do like to pair some beer with food, and when the IBUs are a little higher and you get a good IPA, uh, you end up having a you know a good chili with it. You know this beer is something that you can just drink all the time, right? You can just drink all the time. You can go and have five or six of these in an evening uh, from. Four o'clock when you get home from work. Yeah, I get home a little earlier than you guys. <laughs> Until 10 o'clock, you know, and that's one an hour, you know, and you can drink a whole six pack in the evening and just have a really good, uh, enjoyable, flavorful taste. Um, but it doesn't pair with too many foods. So uh, daily drinker for me, I think we're all really in, in agreement on the beer. So You've got mail, baby, yeah. Oh, looks like we have uh, one today from Andrea in Stuttgart. Stuttgart! Uh, and she wants to know, uh, for a wedding, how much beer is appropriate to drink to uh, <clears throat> celebrate the event? So, Andrea, it's going to take a little bit because, uh, what's this beer? 5.2%. 5.2%. So, uh, we know you're in Germany in Stuttgart, and uh, the ladies over there in the fest tents, the waitresses, they can carry 12, six in each hand, one liter mosses. And uh, those glass mosses are pretty heavy to sell. John, what do you think? About 25 pounds of beer in glass? Well, at least 25, maybe even 30. Yeah, yeah. So, and they can carry, you know, 12 glasses by themselves around the entire tent and serve you and stuff. So, my recommendation for your question is that you drink all 12. <laughs> 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 but if you're going to drink this fat tire, you're going to drink, you know, a good six-pack. This is really good beer. It's got great color. It's got great flavor. Um, and, you know, at 5.1% alcohol, 5.2% alcohol, it's a, it's a really, really, really good daily drinker. Or four, like uh, the rest of the, the club has said here. So what do you think, Randy? She needs to drink more. She needs to wear more hot red high heels. What? Red high heels, definitely. Red, red high heels. And we're, we're, we're looking forward to you coming home and showing us the red high heels. Hey, so I hope we do some more beer pod podcasts in the uh, in the future. You know, first beer ever. Yeah, I'd like to do some of the microbrews around here in, in town in Charlottesville. We got um, a couple of them here in town, Afton Mountain, uh, Blue Mountain, Blue Mountain. What's the one down South Street? South Street uh, down Brewery. in Charlottesville. Maybe they'll host a podcast for us in the future and 
We'd have a good time evaluating some of their beers. Yeah, and I have uh, I have some homebrew on tap. I don't mind bringing it in. I got uh, I got four kegs on tap. The so, wheat. Uh, I have the fat tire clone, uh, which is kept on tap constantly. I have um, a rye, a terrapin rye clone Ugh. that I really like. Um, you would. Yeah. Rye wine. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, rye whiskey. Rye bread. I have a, a dunkel on uh, on tap, and I think I have a heffy on tap. Awesome, a heffy, good wheat beer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, really you like making the wheat beer, and why was it? Because it was about bread. Bread, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. and you should stick with that if you start, you know, drink a little more beer and think about bread when you're drinking it, and you'll you'll appreciate it a little bit more. Right. So, you want to complain to uh, Bob or uh, congratulate me? You can visit us at Facebook at uh, at Grub Club. Facebook. You can visit us uh, or tweet us on Twitter at uh, at Grub, uh, or you can uh, send Bob an aim- email, I hate Bob at uh, at Grub.com, or you can send me an email at uh, Randy, I love Randy at Grub.com. Randy, I love Randy. You got to spell all that out. Jay. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> so visit us at uh, www.ghrub.com. Grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter. Hey Bob, glad I could bring the beer and. Uh, Thanks for critiquing. Glad you brought it out of your closet. You know, sometime you can come out, too, if you have to. Uh, but, no, great beer. Appreciate you bringing it by. Yeah, good thing I didn't mention during the podcast that you look like you drink a lot of beer. Uh, I, I do, <laughs> but uh, I've lost about 15 pounds because I've been drinking your shitty-ass wine that doesn't know how to put anything on your ribs. Cheers, man.